the organ church piano <laughs> music dear lord <laughs> it's me again please send someone to go down on emily <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Podcast. It is an exciting week. It starts with us, King of Wrath and Taylor Swift's new album all comes out this week. And we're excited to talk about her soul to take. But before we get into that, Sav, how are you? I am thrilled because Demon Smut has entered the chat and like (laughs) something I never knew that I needed. But yeah, I'm good. Week two and the new house. I'm starting to I'm in my Joanna Gaines era. That's like where I'm at in life right now. I got my hair done. I'm feeling like a bad bitch all around. <laughs> Em, how are you? I'm good. I did had a busy week. I went and got new makeup. I just think the fall, I feel like last week was the first week of fall. And it's kind of like, got to get everything done for the first week mm-hmm. of fall. So nails, makeup, all that. I, when we picked her soul to take, um, I didn't know it was fantasy. I don't know, Sav, did you know it was fantasy? No, I literally had no idea. Yeah. And I texted Sav, I was like two chapters in and I was like, he has claws. I didn't think this is fantasy. What if I did know though? And I was just like, not wanting to tell you. I think that's my new tactic. Cause I'm just not going to tell you it's fantasy. Cause you like it when you read it. It was so good. It was really hot. I was watching hockey in the living room and I was like, Shit, it's hard to focus because I was like <laughs> reading and watching. I have to tell you all this story. So I went to get my hair done on Saturday and the girl who did my hair is like the only hair person in a nail salon. I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. So the nail salon is not like, like, you know, those nail salons that are really bougie and like they just do nail art. Like people are not in there getting pedicures. You were coming in for nail art and you were leaving. So they had these really bougie massage chairs. Okay. So I am reading on my Kindle while I'm processing in my hair in this bougie massage chair. And I get to the coffee table scene, the massage chair, (laughs) the massage chair also has some stuff going on with the butt. It was massaging my asshole. So I am reading the coffee table scene in this book. And there is this like massage thing shooting up into my asshole. And I was like, this is too much. I literally left and I was like, Emily, I have to see what to me. <laughs> Listen, it will get into the spice later, but these scenes come out of nowhere. So if you're reading in public like Sav and I were just be prepared because the scenes do come out of nowhere Mm. I was reading last night and Seth was reading over my shoulder it it went somewhere I was thankful I was thankful for the um timeline of events but like some it's it's rough out here people can read over you and I'm like you don't need to know what's going on between me and my Kindle but if this is a book that would get you pregnant. So a hundred percent. Let me tell you about a book that I think did in fact get me pregnant last night. Like I am concerned about my ovulation schedule. So I, I've been doing this thing where I'm not looking at my TBR. I'm just going to Kendall and seeing what it has for me. Like what have the Jeff Bezos gods come into store for me? So Brutal Intentions by Lilith Vincent 
it was it just described itself as a mafia standalone i was like all right i'm into it um it is a stepfather <laughs> standalone and so there's this like arranged marriage between this 29 year old hot guy and this woman who's like in her mid 40s and the woman has an 18 year old daughter i think you can see where this is going so the stepfather and the fucking daughter are getting together and I am obsessed. I do think that I could have gotten me pregnant. <laughs> like Seth appeared over my shoulder and he was like, what is this? Like, what are you reading right now? 10 out of 10 would recommend thus far. I should add that to my TBR. <laughs> I, have, I haven't read a step book before, but I did get Sabotage by Chantal Tessier. That's stepbrother, stepsister. So I haven't I haven't dove into that yet. Is that new by Chantel? I think it came out like later last year. Okay. But um I'm gonna read it. It's part of my spooky season TBR. Okay. I mean, incest could be spooky. <laughs> Listen, my spooky TBR has really hit. I finished Layla and the plot twist took my breath away. And I didn't know how I was gonna feel about the whole paranormal aspect of it. But I absolutely loved it. And I think, like, thriller-wise, I liked it better than Verity. I really did. I think that you are a spooky fantasy bitch. And I think that you should just own it and just dig into it moving forward. I think so. Because so after I read Verity, I've read her solo tape, which we're talking about right now. But I started, and I'm deeply invested into Haunting Adeline. And you have paranormal stuff in there, too. There's so much happening in this book. But I just know that this series, because it's a duet, is going to tip me over into a different type of dark romance. Like I thought Chantel and Denna Vipers tipped me over. But I think that after I finish this duet, it, there's no coming back from it. There's no turning back. There's okay, no so turning back. What is the plot of Haunting Adeline? Now I'm intrigued. So it actually is spooky. At like certain times I was reading last night, it was like midnight. And I was like, my heart is like, so she moves in. Her grandma passes. It's not a spoiler. Her grandma passes. And she gives the house to Adeline because she, like, grew up in that house. There was a murder in the house. I don't want to say he was murdered, but a few generations, somebody was murdered. So there's, like, ghosts living in that house. She has seen ghosts in the attic. They are, like, she feels stuff on her at night. But she is being stalked by this guy. And he... Because the thing is, he is even more morally black than Killian is. <laughs> but on the side, he is a billionaire who has his own organization that kills and stops human traffickers and pedof- like and pedophiles. Mm. So he has all this technology, all the sec- like security cameras and everything that he puts like inside her house, like watch her. And she has like tried everything. Like she installed security cameras. But I don't think they know that her best friend works for him. Like, they don't know the correlation. So she'll be sleeping. and He's just downstairs in her kitchen, like, drinking whiskey. I have to read this. Yeah, I think you have to. Like, he will be standing outside in the dark looking at her. And she, like, are you going to do this? Like, she, like, eggs him on, kind of. But it is so, please read the trigger warnings if you guys are going to read this. But it is so dark. But it's so spooky and good. Have you watched American Horror Story ever? No, because (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't get spooked like in movies and stuff because I'll throw up like a sudden like <laughs> like a sudden like boo I'll throw up you're yakking okay it feels yeah, like season it. one of American Horror Story with the murder house mm. okay maybe we'll are we gonna do this next week for the pod I think we should okay because it's 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 hot and it's spooky I took no convincing I'm in <laughs> <laughs> So getting into today with Her Soul to Keep by Harley Leroy. Harley is a writer of dark romance, erotic horror, and erotica. She enjoys crafting steamy stories on the dark and kinky side. The creepier, the better. Harley lives in Washington with her husband and three cats. She loves horror films, dry red wines, and almost always has a candle lit. Books by Leroy include The Loser's Duet, Dirty First Dates, and Paddled by Crumpus. Oh my god, do we think that that's like a demonic Christmas? (laughs) If you look at the description, it sounds like holiday. Oh my god, I'm thrilled. (laughs) Okay. But today we will be discussing Her Soul to Take, which is the first book in the Souls trilogy. The dedication, I think, is super cute. It's to my husband, my light in the darkness. Like, that's just so sweet. That's giving very much Leon- Leon energy. Emily and I are both complete sluts for Leon, and we're going to complete sluts. (laughs) Okay, so getting into the plot review, Raylan has always been attracted to dark things, a lover of the paranormal and unexplained, with her own YouTube channel to document her experiences. When she moves back to her small town in the Pacific Northwest, she finds herself in a spooky hub with a magic cult, old grimoire, sexy demons, and an unawoken god to boot. Leon, said sexy demon, has been held captive by this creepy cult for centuries and is finally released when the grimoire is lost. But as luck would have it, Raylan finds the grimoire and summons the demon herself. As magical creatures come after her and the cult attempts to sacrifice her to their to awaken their old god, Leon is there every step of the way to protect her, not because he was summoned, but because he is in love. With the offer to sell her soul to the demon for protection, Raylan holds off until she sells her soul to Leon for love. Our tropes include magic and fantasy, dark romance, and some enemies to lovers vibes as well. Listen, we all know how I feel about fantasy. And I was hesitant when I found out this was fantasy, but I absolutely loved it. Like, I'm giving it five stars. The setting was spooky, and it added to, like, the suspense of the book. And to me, I pictured it, like, where Twilight was filmed. Leon is funny as hell, but he is also beyond dark, and he's just really hot. He 100% fell first, and it was just truly top tier watching a demon try not to fall in love. I was laughing. I was laughing when he woke up in the binding circle and Raylan was like, oh shit, he is mad. He's <laughs> yelling at her, Raylan, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, I gotta go. I fucked up. <laughs> it brought like a human aspect to it, but it was also so funny because the cat is just watching, like the cat's name is Cheesecake and he's just watching the demon. I just thought that part was really funny. I think Raylan is the person that dies first in a horror film. But her character absolutely worked perfectly for the plot of the book and like for her and Leon's relationship and her sharpness and wittiness added to the tension between like her and Leon made things really hot when it got spicy. And I like that the book went full circle. I like that we saw her get sacrificed and seen by the God and there wasn't any loose ties. I do have to say 
I really did not think that Victoria was going to die. I thought Victoria was going to ex her brother. That was a plot twist I did not see coming. And I have to say, he has the ability to like phantom appear. And I was very turned on about the phantom squeezes of her neck. Yes. Like if she was talking to another man, he would just be like, phantom squeeze. So hot. And I have two quotes that I loved. Not a goddamn thing is taking you from me, baby girl. No man and no God. I'll kill them all. And indeed he does. And then they're at, they're trying to get some kind of like amulets or something to protect her from everything that's happening. And he goes, take your pick doll and don't call on Christ as if the bastard is going to come anywhere near me. Because <laughs> he's a demon. <laughs> like he just has really funny lines, which made like Leon the perfect package. I I loved Leon. I was absolutely elated reading this book. And at first I was a little worried because it reads the first 30 pages read as a little corny. And I was like, oh no, this is not good. But then it just picks up and it does not stop. And this book was the perfect balance of fantasy being completely outrageous and like nowhere near reality, but also like could this happen? Like, do you think that this could happen at some point? Yes, because that's the thing. I wholeheartedly believe in ghosts mm. and that stuff. Do I think that what are those spooky little creatures called that were like, you know, the elf? Like, the oh, elf. the fucking yes. you know, like, like terrifying drafts. That's how I yes. picture them. Like, I don't think those exist. But going back to when we think that vampires exist, I'm like, nobody has proven it false. So I'm going to keep going that it's true. Okay. On the same note, I really liked the concepts of heaven and hell that were portrayed in this. I'm reading too far into this, but like at one point he's talking about hell as like this really vast landscape and it's not like the bad place. It's just like everyone in hell has their own set of rules that they're living by. And then in heaven, there was like too many rules. Like everyone has to live by this one individualized set of rules and standards. So I really liked that because I think a lot of times when we talk about hell, it's like fire and like fucking all this other shit. He was like, nah, like hell is beautiful. It's very big. I'm not saying I want to go and like take a visit. I just thought it was really interesting. Also, Leon is a good girl king. And Emily and I have said this, we are dumb sluts for Leon. I would die first. I would do whatever I had to do to keep this demon around me. There's no red flags. No, none at all. No red, no red flags. And going back to like what you're saying with like hell and heaven, I think that the author did a really good job because I really enjoyed the whole aspect about the book, the spining circles, the trying to catch the ghost and stuff. Like, I just think, it has created the perfect like ambiance for the plot. Yeah. It wasn't like too spooky or too out there as someone who, and I know you're like kind of new to fantasy, but as someone who reads and loves fantasy, it's always like the same pattern of like something happens. We have to go find this like item to save the world or like whatever. And it didn't follow that pattern. And that's what I really liked about it is that it was kind of like, all of these characters were flawed. Like Raylan was definitely not perfect either, but they made mistakes and made flaws that like really contributed to the plot and to the story. So I really liked it. Yeah. And I liked, I liked that she was sacrificed. 
<laughs> like, you know, like, I know it sounds bad, but I like how it added to the plot. It wasn't just like he was protecting her because I was like, there's no way because there's like a little third stage breakup. But I was like, is it just going to like fade into the black? Like, oh, she was never a target. She was never. So I kind of like that she was sacrificed because we got to see what the whole point of the book was about. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying this for months. Like, start killing off more main characters. It would really add to the plot. I think so. And the fact that Jeremiah is the one that survived out of all of them, I was like, what? Yeah, ick. I don't know a single good man named Jeremiah, do you? No, I don't think I know any Jeremiah's. Oh, I think it goes into, like, the J name conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Like, all men with J names are immediate red flags. Yeah, I've hooked up with the J. You've hooked up with a J? Hmm? It was a Delta Sig. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that the J name thing is true. It's true. It's accurate. I've I've also been burned by a J name before. Okay. How did you picture Raylan? Because I pictured her a little plus size. Did you? Yes. I pictured her a a plus size like Sadie Sink, if that makes sense. Oh, I, I picture w- her as Cat from Euphoria. That's also a good one. With like the dark hair and the glasses. Yeah. Have you watched the show on Netflix? They made like a one about like fays and like witches and stuff at like a like a boarding school. It's like a two season series. Oh yeah, the Wink Saga. Of course I've watched it. <laughs> Have you? No, not yet. You know, I'm still deep into the Vampire Diaries rewatch. That's where I'm at. I need to start watching that but that's I how it, I pictured I think it's so funny because I'm making Seth watch the Vampire Diaries with me and you know how men try to act like they don't give a shit what you're watching but they get mm-hmm. so invested like he'll come home and he'll be like you want to watch an episode of the Vampire Diaries <laughs> or like you know when dads get up and they're like oh, I'm not watching this shit but then they stand behind the couch like deeply intrigued for an hour and a half that's what Seth will do I'm like you fucking love this show just admit it that's how, um, because everyone's, I live at home. Um, that's how my dad got hooked on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette franchise. Cause I was like, I'm watching it on the TV screen, wine, popcorn. And my dad was like, well, well, shit. And now he watches it and he gets really invested into it. <laughs> I love it. Men are always like, I don't want to watch this shit. And it's like, just admit that you like it. <laughs> exactly. Admit for all of us that you are enjoying it. I have two quotes before okay. we move on. So two quotes that Leon says to Sweet Ray that I thought were so funny. Well, no, not funny. They were perfect. And I loved them. First, he says, you're a light in the dark. And I've been in the dark a very long time. (laughs) Immediately, cheers. And then this is also, I mean, this just relates to who I am as a human. But it goes into him being a good girl king. He says, your mouth is perfect. Your body is perfect. Your mind, that damned mind, is perfect. All I want. This goes back to what we we're saying. A man who destroys you in the bedroom, but is the sweetest human outside the bedroom mm-hmm. is Leon. But he does say, he says he was like, I don't give a fuck about any humans, but Raylan's the only one I give a fuck about. Yes. So he hates everybody. But her. But her. That's all we ask for. The I hate everyone but you trope is undefeated. Undefeated. Um, how did you picture Leon? Um, have you ever seen Heart of Dixie? I think I know who you're talking about. I pictured him as Wade Kinsella from Heart of Dixie. I'm gonna look it up. 
Oh, that's a good one. I think he's so fine. Yeah, it's a good one. I also pictured him, okay, I pictured him to almost be, like, from Louisiana and have, like, a little bit of a Cajun accent. I really got into it. No, I also thought he had an accent. I was like, there's no way he just has, like, a regular accent. Yeah, no, he's got to be, like, Southern or, like, a little Cajun. He's got some sort of flavor going on there. I picture him as Henry Cavill. So kind of, like, the same, like, the, like, longish kind of hair fruity man henry cavill could be any hot man from a book and it would work he is what i'm picturing the guy from in haunting adeline this henry cavill also because just like to a t Mm. he plays it so well he's so fine in everything yes i chef kisses (laughs) guys this was the spice rack spice that make it demonic is the spice that we got I gave it four peppers. How many peppers did you give us off? I also gave it four peppers. Look, at, Look us. at us go. Look at us go. This book was so hot. I have a few quotes. This one's not like so, so spicy quote, but they finished having sex in Ken's bed is after they were united at the Halloween party. And he absolutely like destroyed her. Like she came three times and she's over- very overwhelmed. And she starts crying and he goes, easy, baby girl. You did so good. You're so fucking beautiful. Not phased that she's crying, just like, like he just destroyed her and is now cooing her. Like, can we talk about the pet name transition from doll to baby girl? Because I was not a fan of the doll, but then he started throwing the baby girls out, and I was like, this, this is more in my direction. I think that's my favorite pet name. I would be done. I would be done for. Over, it's over with for you. It's over with. I have three parts to talk about. The first time they had sex was in a cemetery on top of a tombstone. Mm. I live across the street from a cemetery. That has never happened <laughs> across the street in my cemetery. I just think it just added to the whole ambiance of the book. And Ray goes, he fucked anything human out of me and left me shaking. Needy toy for him to use. And Sav glitched at the coffee table scene. And that was when she put him in the binding circle. He gets he gets out because the cat helps him. He catches her and she says, I'm going to whip you raw until your ass is red and you're begging me to stop. And I'm going to put you down on your knees and you're going to gag on my cock until you prove how sorry you are. Is that supposed to be a red flag? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Cake was the main character because his <laughs> actions led to this. I want you okay no stop I want you to think about that that sentence that Emily just read as a massage chair is like <laughs> pulsing up into your asshole <laughs> it was so much I was like I gotta fucking go this is too much in her cabin in the woods like I'm a very big setting gal and I was mm. just like this is just prime just prime the cabin in the woods was also a main character. I will give you that. And then I know Sad, you want to talk about this scene also. The nipple piercing scene. <sighs> the nipple piercing scene. <laughs> I texted Sav and I was like, I just had the hottest scene. And I can't wait for you to get to the scene because I am left speechless. If I was to ever get them pierced, it has to be this way. That's all I have to say. 
my favorite thing was that then I got to the nipple piercing scene about an hour and a half later and I texted Emily and I said, oh my God, were you talking about the nipple piercing scene? That, and they didn't even have sex. That was so crazy. It was just, listen, the way that you talk to a woman and the way that you command her what to do is everything. You don't have to penetrate somebody for it to be the hottest thing that I've ever fucking read. Should we get, should we... I don't know. Should we let people go into the scene raw or like in blind or do we give them like, I don't know. It's kind of like the float scene. This to me was better than the float scene. It was better than the float scene. Top tier. There was something about. Is, he Bella, like, sno- is Bella snoring? Yeah. Can you hear Bella snoring? <laughs> I just heard her. My sleepy girl. <laughs> Slumped. She's the cutest dog I've ever fucking seen. Okay. So cute. Sorry, continue. I just think it's super hot when a guy goes out and prepares for the festivities. Because mm. that shows that you have put some thought into this. Mm-hmm. And you went out, bought the supplies necessary, but you've been thinking about this all day. I have to share something with you. I don't know if I'm going to put it on the podcast or not. Seth doesn't listen to this. I don't know if he'd be like upset, but... The hottest thing, because the I've had a lot of sex since we have moved into this new house. It's been very good to me so far. I'm thankful. Thankful for the roof above for just bringing sex upon me. The other day, Seth and I got in bed and he said, I've been waiting to fuck you all day. That is a top tier line. And that is something that Leon would say because he went out and bought those supplies and he was thinking about that shit all day. All day so fine and this is the thing he bought the supplies so that she wouldn't be in pain when he pierces her nipples to distract her you know what i liked so much about leon is that he was brutal but it wasn't for nothing like yes he said we're gonna make a bet if you lose i get to pierce your nipples it's gonna hurt you i'm not backing out of that shit because we don't make bets for like no reason but I'm going to try and do my best to like diminish some of your pain. And before they like they ever get into these scenes, he always is like, what is the safe word? Always wants to remind her. He was like, pat my thighs three times. He is just like, I also want this like feel good for you. And another reason why he is God here, in my opinion, is because she like will live, like tell him like what her fantasies are and he delivers. And he doesn't judge her for it. So much of her thing was like, I'm scared or like, I've tried to talk to men about my fantasies in the past and they've like laughed at me or made me feel weird. And he was like, no, no, I'm a demon from hell. (laughs) Like there is no judgment here. And I loved that. Yeah. He's like in hell, we would do this in public. Truly. And like, I'm not saying I want to go there, but like maybe (laughs) a day trip would be fun. That's like if like when we were talking about Hades and Persephone, Hades came knocking on my door. I'd take a day trip. Yeah, I'm not saying no. No. Wade was or I called him Wade because I picked <laughs> Leon was so in love with her. And I love when he's trying to sneak in and he encounters the arch demon, which like I got some questions about that whole situation. And they're trying to figure out why he wants to protect Raylan so bad. He says 
fuck god fucking damn it i think i love her all right i can't bear the thought of losing her every goddamn second that i'm here wasting time with you two trying to get my sigil back as a second that she's left unprotected and if anything happens to her i'll be holding you both personally responsible for wasting my time it's like oh i love the i think i love her okay like just leave me alone i love her you know one thing that i think is just because i don't know because you know experience of men is very lackluster they're on the run she doesn't have any of her clothes leanne goes and buys her clothes and it's everything that she wears mm-hmm. and she's like these clothes are so cute like how do you know he was like i like see you every day like how would i not like observe yeah. this and like know what you like to wear and I'm i thought like, that was so sexy like not only do i know what your style is but i also picked out the right sizes for you because i'm not a fucking idiot and i know what size you wear Like, he goes from finding her, making her basically, like, beg for, like, mercy, and then goes and buys her cute clothes that he knows that she'll, like, a man who can do everything. This is one of those things, too. If Leanne would have been like, well, we aren't anything. Are you fucking kidding me? No, no. There would be no way. Her clothes in her style, in her size, and you're telling, you're gaslighting me that I read too far into it? Mm Mm-mm. No, I would be, I would probably have like a mental breakdown from like, from that happening. hundred percent. Like, There's no way. Like you stayed, you didn't go back to hell. The thing is, once he had the grammar bag, he could have gone back to hell, but he decided to stay and protect her. He did because that man was obsessed with her and he was in love. Even though he missed hell, he was like, I'm going to stay. Listen, if you see Emily and I setting up a little candle (laughs) with chalk on the floor, mind your business. I am trying to get my bestie laid by a (laughs) and no one can judge me. The podcast serves very different purposes um, week by week, but one of the main things is to find me a man. And so if you see us doing it, just, just let, just mind your business. Yeah, just mind your business. And again, my you know weekly PSA if you know somebody that wants to fuck Emily hit me up <laughs> I'm here I am going out this weekend so next so Halloween will mark four years four years and I also think that's another reason why the podcast works because one of us is having lots of sex and one of us is not I'm I just so think it's such a good I'm balance having lots of sex though I am thank god that it is me I <laughs> love you so much but that's not a sacrifice I, <laughs> <to make. laughs> I was listening to this one podcast and she was like yeah I think this podcast works because one of us is married and one of us is perpetually single and I was like that's me and Sa." <laughs> wait hold on the forked tongue I have never wanted anything more. <laughs> I want the fork and tongue. Can you fuck? I'm getting red. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> like, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't know. I've only had that like experience once in my life. A fork and tongue? No, of like a guy doing that. <gasps> Someone has only gone down on you once? Just like once. So I would have to go with the extra ribbon. <laughs> I need you to be at least a lesbian. <laughs> Emily, that makes me so sad. So I think I never get any head of ourselves. So I think I have to say the extra ribbed thick instead of the forked tongue. Do you want me to cut out that no one's cut? <laughs> Do I need to cut that out?
out because I'm really like, I'm going to have a depressive episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving it in. (laughs) If you have an oral, I'm going to play like music. Like, (laughs) if you have someone that gives great oral, please. organ church piano <laughs> music dear lord <laughs> it's me again please send someone to go down on emily <laughs> do you think my zoom admins ever go <laughs> do you think they're ever like hmm, i wonder what these girls are talking about every monday and then it's just me <laughs> Praying for someone to go down on you. <laughs> Zoom gods. <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> From laughing. Oh. Okay. We are going to get into some discussion questions. We had fork and tongue or rib dick, but I jumped the gun a little because I had to know. But... Would you have accepted Leon's deal from the start? Like, would you have given him your soul before times were dire? Before you knew that you loved him? Yes, for two reasons. Two. For number one, I would be so fucking scared. Those, like, little monster things would be running by my house. I'd be like, uh-uh. Like, I'm not killing that shit. You would if be puking. Absolutely. Puking everywhere. <laughs> if somebody's telling me that I am a sacrifice, no, I'm not doing that shit alone. Two, after the sex that they had multiple times, I don't know how you would move on to somebody else. Like, I just don't know how you would move on to somebody else. I would have to give him my soul because I don't think... I would ever be able to like experience that with somebody else. Mm, that's fair. I also feel like in the moment I could sit here and say that I wouldn't, but in the moment I think that I would because I would be scared. I am not into spooky shit at all. I'm not gonna puke, but like I cannot, I cannot handle being scared of things, and I don't want to be spooked. So as much as I can say like no, I don't, I wouldn't sell my soul. I probably would because I would be scared. But I love at the end when she is like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's too late when he is dying and she's being taken away to get sacrificed. And she's like, fuck, like, it's too late. I'm so sorry. Leon says, don't say you're sorry. No human is ready for forever and forever is all I have. But you gave me a part of your life when mortal, when mortal lives are so short. I suppose saving your soul could be as good as owning it. So you'd better fucking survive. He cared about her through the whole ordeal, everything, whole thing. This man was so in love. And I think, like, being able to say, like, no, I understand that being the concept of forever is so terrifying to you because you're mortal. I don't know. I just thought, like, that is hot to me. I don't know. And And the thing was, and another reason, he didn't only want to take her soul to protect her, but he was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to live. And watch you die. Like, knowing that you're not mortal, but I'm more, like, how I'm supposed to, like, be able to walk this earth without you. I would have given him my soul. I don't think I would have waited that long. Okay. This segues perfectly into my next question. So, 
Would you rather be with a demon like Leon, a werewolf, or a vampire? No, not werewolf, a witch, or a vampire. I'm gonna need a second. I need no seconds. In this dissertation, I will explain <laughs> why I'm picking a vampire. Y'all knew this shit was coming. I could be with them forever. That's okay. I, because at some point they'd have to turn you and you'd still have to be young and like kind of hot because you don't want to be old while they're young forever. So I'd have to be turned, but I am a hundred percent picking a vampire. No questions asked. Leon put up a good argument and a good fight for a demon. But I mean, I think vampires are just demons that like sometimes eat blood. (laughs) I in between witch and demon. And I think I'm going to go with witch. Oh, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go with witch because one, I can become immortal. Like they can do their spell. I can become immortal. I like the fact that I can cast spells on other people. Okay. Use spells in my day-to-day life, but also have this thing. I think if you're like a vampire and demon, it might be hard to have a 9 to 5. <laughs> why the fuck do you want a nine to five i don't know i think it'll be fun i have like two every chance i would quit my nine to five in a fucking heartbeat i would quit work right now i think i would want to be a witch i can teach during the day and this is the thing i can be i can teach at the witching school so i'm going with witch final final answer oh you could teach it like the witch college yes you could fuck the witch students see i'm bringing it back <laughs> so yeah i'm picking witch i think their outfits are cute like always wearing yeah i'm, I'm sticking with witch <laughs> okay i love your reasoning what were you the most scared of in this book were you the most scared of the evil white draft things the eld the god or like the witchy cult or I, I think i was honestly scared most about the witchy cult like when she was being sacrificed and that's what she was saying like when she was saved that she went back she went back to school i really yes. appreciate the grind and the dedication and she was like were my professors one of the people that were in the cloaked hoods so i think the whole aspect of the witchy cult is what scared me the most. What scared me? I agree. You? When she went back to class and she was like, do you think that these people were the ones trying to kill me? I was like, damn, girl, that's crazy. Yeah. And like when she went to the Halloween party and Jeremiah and Victoria drugged her, but she didn't know until um, Leon's friends were there. To- and that's something I like is that this book really teed up the next two books mm-hmm. perfectly. But yeah, the witch's cult um, scared me the most. I think I was the most creeped out by the god in the mine shaft and like her creepy dreams. And when she got down there and the god made it seem like it had been calling to her her whole life. And like, that's why you came back to this town. That's why you did so many things. That's why you were called to the ocean. I don't know. It just freaked me out. And I don't think that she killed it. Right. Like, I think that'll be teed up in the next couple of books because I think little witch girl is gonna try and kill it she just like injured it and survived but I was creeped out by that do you think her parents knew that this existed 
I mean, you'd have to. Because she was one of the original families. So, like, one of, like, her kind had to be sacrificed. And, like, they moved to Spain. They moved all the way to the other side of, like, the the globe. Yeah. Do you think that they knew that this shit was going to happen? I think that the dad definitely knew something. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's kind of like an old, like, fable that's passed down in in your family it was only two generations. It was her dad and then her dad's dad, right? So, yeah. like, what do you mean you don't know? Even if you don't buy into it, you'd heard it at some point in your life and you would be alarmed, I think. I think so. And just, like, the like the fact when she was walking home by herself and the thing is we get another – we don't get really a sit, sit in the fucking car, but we get, like, you better, like, fucking drive, cut the shit out, you need to stop being reckless. He was just, like – Basically cut the shit out. Yeah. Like, don't fucking walk at home by yourself, Fraylin. I was like, okay. So, you guys know we have our scientifically proved boyfriend pyramid. At the bottom of the pyramid, we have the ultimate friends with benefits. Would be fun, few night stands. Might tell our friends, might not tell our friends. Second, we have meet the parents. Third, white picket fence. And fourth is the God tier section of the boyfriend pyramid. So, Sav, where are you putting Leon? I am putting Leon at God tier. He and Hades, I think, could be roommates. <laughs> I think that they could hang out in their little God tier house together. Um, and my God tier house is actually not at full vacancy like yours is. So, I'm excited to add someone else. I'm also putting Leon as God tier because <laughs> you would have always have a protector he loves you more than anything the sex is good he's a good girl king he is doing god tier no i was thinking about remember when you were saying how last week you put them in houses yeah remember we played a game when we were little i can't remember the name but you would have like a session it'd be like your dream job and it'd be like Mash. we played Mash. yeah so we could do mash and, <laughs> and that boyfriend pyramid house could be Oh, a part of that mansion, apartment, shack, house. Yeah. Mm, so mansion would be God tier. House would be white picket fence. Apartment is meet the family. Shack is ultimate friends with benefits. Yeah. So it just kind of reminded me of that. We said, okay, your day job will be this. You'll be this house. So I just thought that it was funny. I like that. Yeah. Mash is burned into my brain. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, just like Leon can be up there with Nate Hawkins, mm-hmm. Vicious, Christian Harper. There they is have, no one like Nate Hawkins. They can I'm have so poker night. <laughs> I am too. Poker night. I really am still thinking about Nate Hawkins, so. Mm, amazing. Yeah, it's just something about them. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's, I think, and they're all just good girl kings. <clears throat> We love a good girl king. I am glad I've had my mark on you because I, I do love a good girl king. That's like what we were talking about, how like we have like our set love language that like through reading and stuff, you kind of add like little pieces like the other love languages. So yeah, education. Thanks for listening. We hope that you guys loved her soul to take. We obviously did. Leon, if you're listening, we love you. We will be dumb sluts for you to stay around with us forever. And next week, Emily teed it up for us at the beginning of the episode, but we are going to read Haunting Adeline 
by H.D. Carlton. This is the first in a duology, and I've heard that it has a cliffhanger. So we're only going to read the first one for the purposes of the episode, and maybe we can take a guess at what's going to happen in book two. But we will see you all next week for our last episode of Spooky Season as we get into Haunting Adeline. Bye, guys. See you guys next week. Bye, Bye. Leon, if you're listening. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review. Thank yes, you. Yes, please. <laughs>